daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. We're happy to have you with us today. As you know, we're all about funding women. And so we have a very special guest in from Africa online today. Uh, she was born in Nigeria. Her name is Adeswa Okumbo Rhodes. And uh I'm so happy to have her with us because she is the founder of um, Aruha uh, Capital uh, in Nigeria, and uh, she is one of the 35 most leading women in Africa, moving it forward by putting a focus on gender equity in investing. Welcome to the show. So happy Thank to have you, so you with us. Yes. Thank you, Catherine, for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. And you tell me that Adeswa is not a common name in Africa either. So no. bear with me, uh, my pronunciation. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so you are located in Nigeria? Yes, that is correct. Yes. Uh, I'm calling okay. you from Lagos right now. I love that. Well, you know, um, I want to talk, I always like to talk about people's uh, background to what brought them to the investment world. I think people are always curious about that, um, especially from, you know, where you came from and, and that you um, had shared with me that you went to school uh, at uh, 11 years old in London and at the age of 13 got very interested in the investment world. Let's talk about what influenced you at such a young age to go in that direction? Yeah, sure. So, so as you correctly said, you know, born in Nigeria uh, and then in, uh, at, at 11, moved to boarding school uh, in England. Um, and, you know, there you have, you know, you have these programs where, you know, people from investment banks come and talk to you and you have the opportunity to go to investment banks. But I, I'd, I've always been interested in finance and I'd, I'd always been interested in commerce, um, and when I had the opportunity to go to Goldman Sachs, uh, this was a, at a young age, you know, one of these career days. Uh, and I went to Goldman Sachs and, you know, we're all kind of eager students sitting there. And I saw this woman who was obviously, you know, an MD or a partner there. Um, and she just looked so, you know, smart, collected. She was, you know, commanding the room. And it was a woman and it was an Indian woman. So a woman of color. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. What does she do that, uh, that, that you know, she sounds so smart. What the, the decisions that they're making in this room is impacting, you know, the economy. It's impacted the country. I want to know more about what this woman does. <laughs> so yeah. that, 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 there, there I am, this young girl. And I start to do, all the, you know, research into investment banking and started to learn about, um, you know, private equity, started to learn about sales and trading, started to learn about mergers and acquisitions. And when I graduated from secondary school, I was very, very clear on the steps that I needed to take to get that job in investment banking. So I did economics at A-level. I did economics at university. Uh, I did an, an internship with Lehman Brothers, did an internship with JP Morgan, um, and was just very, very focused from that day on wanting to do something where 
women could be empowered because I saw that women, uh, mm -hmm. a woman of color could be empowered. We could make decisions that would impact society. We could, you know, we could be involved with companies in different sectors. Um, so that's kind of where my interest sparked. And then the rest is history, uh, as they say. <laughs> well, I love you sharing that story because um, I hope we have some listeners uh, that are interested in finding out more about how to get into the investment world, because you and I both know there are so few women in the investment world in comparison to how many men there are, and certainly yeah. not enough uh, women of color in it as well, um, yeah, that yeah. we really need to get our young girls interested. And there are uh, wonderful programs that uh, people like Goldman Sachs have out there that they could get involved in like you did. And if they have mm -hmm. any inkling or any desire that uh, numbers and investing is of interest to them, I hope more young women will go down that path. And I'm sure you you've inspired a lot of women in your country and around the world, just by what you're doing uh, to take that path. And I'm so happy about that because we need more women in the investment world. But for you sure. didn't just do that. You didn't just work for, you know, JP Morgan and Lehman. You literally got into the private equity world. And we're going to talk about how you did that and then started your own fund, which I am always so amazed at women that start their own fund. That is no easy thing to do. So I do want to talk about uh, the company that you've created, but also that stepping stone. So you had shared that you were invited by a private equity firm to go back to Nigeria and, yeah. and, and do some private equity funding there. Let's talk about that first. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I'm sitting at my desk at JP Morgan, you know, I was, I was at JP Morgan for just under four years. Uh, and I get headhunted by a European private equity fund. You know, they had about $300 million under management at the time. Uh, and I was brought on to essentially help them build out their Africa business. Uh, and it was a great opportunity for me to come back to Nigeria. You know, I used to come back and forth, but this was an opportunity for me to come back and essentially help build this business from the ground up. Um, and I did that for about five years as the managing partner and co-founder where we were, you know, actively looking to invest in, in, in rapidly growing businesses in sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, but it was during that time that I started to notice that there weren't a lot of women in Africa that were owning and running their own funds. You know, it's a population of 1.3 billion people on the continent. And from my last count, there are less than 10 private equity funds that are owned and run by a woman. And let me just stop you for one second and say, I started the show by saying you've been cited as one of the top 35 women in the country helping move it forward. And that is in a country of over a billion people. Let me just <laughs> that out. Okay. Yeah, exactly. The African continent is big. You know, it's 54 countries, 1.3 billion people. Um, so the fact that there are only there are less than 10 and even less than 10 when you think about the, the ratio that are African women. Uh, I just had to do something about that because I said, well, if if I can't see people like me deploying capital, then it's going to be very, very hard for people like me to be receiving funding. And so I'm glad you said that because, you know, I have this TED talk out. It's called Fund Women Save the World. And one of the points I make in it is exactly what you just said, that people tend to invest in people they identify with. And that's why it's so important that more women be investors and more women have control of where the money is going, because yeah. that's how it's going to get shifted to going to female entrepreneurs. That's why I really 
applaud what you're doing. So yeah. back, back to the story. Yeah. So, so that, that was really the onus of it. You know, I wanted to be that example where with Arua, we can showcase that as you invest in more women as capital allocators, there is a natural trickle down effect to women in our portfolios, uh, either as founders, either as entrepreneurs, either in management, either in boards, either in supply chains and value chains, and either as consumers. Yeah. Um, so if with us, with Arua, it's as you empower Arua or other funds, female fund managers as capital allocators, we're typically investing into products and services that we understand as women. So with Arua, we're investing very intentionally with our, with our gender lens, where we're investing in businesses that are providing essential goods and services to women. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a $15 trillion economy. Women are making 80% of consumer spending decisions. Right. And as a woman, I believe that I can invest in the best businesses that are addressing solutions to problems that I understand as a woman. So that's one prong of our gender lens. And then the second prong of our gender lens is we're investing in businesses that are co-founded, founded by women, have women uh, uh, in active in management, have gender diverse teams or value chains. And the reason for that is also very simple. We A lot of research now from Harvard Business School, from IFC, from BCG, have shown that gender diversity helps to incre increase profitability, helps to reduce risk. So within our networks as women, as you just said, we identify with other women. So we can identify the best women entrepreneurs in our network, where right. we can increase gender diversity within our portfolio companies, which will help to enhance profitability of our fund. So what we're trying to prove with Arua is just by having women as capital allocators, you already have a natural competitive advantage to invest in what we believe are untapped blind spots because the majority of the capital today is being deployed by white men. Uh, I think the statistic is 1.3% of $69 trillion in the US is being managed by women and minorities. So 98%, 98.7% is being managed by white men. So that, I, I see that it's obviously a huge problem, but I see it that's, as a- And that's why they get the majority of the funding. It, it, whoever's the decision maker is giving to people that they identify with bottom exactly. line. And exactly. so, yeah, the only way to level the playing field is to have more female founded uh, exactly. funds like yours. Now exactly. here's an interesting thing. I know you have a Delaware uh, corporation so that um, people in the U S can invest in your fund and yes. your fund has been giving amazing returns I believe you, your very first one, you raised two and a half million and the return yeah, yeah. was 10 times. I mean, that's <laughs> a great investment, you know? Yes, yes, yes. So, so that for that investment, uh, sales have increased by over 10 times since we invested. So we invested in October 2019. Um, sales have increased by over 10 times. We're now seeing a lot of the private equity funds that told us the deal was too small when we invested now wanting to put in significant capital into the business. So our returns are, uh, are looking very, very good uh, for that deal because we were the first institutional equity investor in that deal. Uh, right. And because we're local, we're able to find opportunities like that, that, um, that no one else is looking at. Right, exactly. And now your new goal I see is around 20 million of which you've raised about 7 million, correct? Yes, yes, exactly. We've already raised 7 million. We are soft circled for, I would say, another 
uh, 13 million based on the institutions that we have in our data room. Um, but we're looking, we, we think that we might surpass that target just based on the conversations that we're having. So um, I know some of the investors that you're talking to, they're really top of the line people out of Silicon Valley. You are getting a lot of attention. If there's uh, an angel investor or a VC firm listening that would like to invest in what you're doing, Aruha Capital gives them an opportunity to invest in something that I believe almost no other venture capital firm does. And that is these female entrepreneurs and businesses, uh, diverse businesses that have products directed at mostly women that yeah. other firms are not paying attention to. So it is a unique opportunity, right? And I know yeah. you just kind of mentioned some of the products, but let's talk about like, for instance, uh, you had mentioned uh, that you were investing in some mom and pop drugstore chains because yeah. it helps bring the cost of the healthcare down in your country. Uh, exactly. I thought that was fascinating. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So, so our first investment was a local manufacturer of a range of personal hygiene goods for women and girls. Uh, our second investment uh, is a company that is a retail pharmacy chain but what's also very interesting is they've built a tech-enabled marketplace that brings community pharmacies together where they're connecting them directly with suppliers. And through group purchasing, they're able to reduce their costs by about 10 to 15% when they procure inventory from these suppliers. And on top of that, we're also optimizing their inventory management with our software, the software that we use in our own pharmacies. Uh, we're also helping them with telemedicine for their patients. We're also helping them secure loans to procure more inventory. So it's really helping to democratize access to healthcare for those community pharmacy areas in those rural areas where they typically wouldn't have access. Um, so, you know, I think the thread that runs through our fund, if someone's thinking about, well, what are the things or the, or the themes that we care about? It's access to essential goods and services for the rapidly growing and urbanizing African population. Uh, half of global population growth in the next 30 years is gonna come from Africa. Uh, so mm -hmm. we wanna be investing in the, in the necessities that that growing population will need. So that is access to healthcare, access to essential consumer goods, access to energy, access to financial services. These are things that regardless of political regime, macroeconomic situation, people are always going to need these things. Uh, so we want to be investing in the businesses that are providing that uh, and also doing that where we can have a positive impact on women somewhere in the value chain. I love that. And, you know, you did millions and millions of deals at uh, JP Morgan and with the private equity firm before you launched your own. And I think that's why people can feel very confident. You've had many, many years in this uh, arena. And now that you've started this, you have the Delaware Corporation for uh, United States citizens to easily be able to invest in your company. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that they can see what a golden opportunity this is with what you just said, being the biggest growth yeah. arena, having a woman at the head that really sees sensibilities of what needs to be done for families and children that perhaps um, a male uh, owner of a capital fund might not be seeing. Let's face it, uh, men and women see different opportunities in the uh, investment arena and where mm -hmm. funding needs to go. And you put a unique female perspective on it and people yeah. should capitalize on that 
insight that they otherwise wouldn't have of what's going on in your country. And so I think yeah. it's a really unique opportunity. Um, if people want to find out about how to invest in Arua Capital, um, how would they do that? What is your website and, and social and how would they reach you? Yeah, sure. So our website is pretty simple, www.aruacapital.com. Uh, and if you're, you know, get in touch with me, you can reach me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm quite active on LinkedIn. So Adesua Akumbo Roads on LinkedIn, um, and you can get in touch with me. And we also have a contact us on our, on our website if you want to get in touch that way. Uh, but yeah, our, our minimum investment to the fund is anywhere between $25,000 to $100,000. So we have a lot of angel investors that, you know, that come together, invest together. Um, uh, we also have a lot of institutional funds uh, um, where our minimums are a little bit higher, but we want to, we also want to democratize access to venture capital as well. Um, so a lot of the women that are investors in our fund, it's the first time that they've invested in, in a venture capital fund, but they really resonate with not only the, the, the women's economic empowerment angle that we're having, but also the fact that they see this as a real untapped investment opportunity where they have the opportunity to diversify their portfolio and, and also generate very attractive returns. Um, so yeah, would welcome people that are interested to get in touch and learn more. Um, I always say that Africa is the last frontier for growth. Um, so you know, diversify your portfolio and start to look at things uh, outside of the U.S. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like there's so many messages in my interview with you. One is that hopefully uh, younger women will be getting into the investment world and see that they can take that path, that that is an option for them and yeah. a wonderful option and something that really can um, help them uh, make help change the world uh, is by becoming part of the investment world. The second is, let's say you're older and you've already had your career and you're super successful, but you want to, like you said, diversify your portfolio and not just invest in you know, stocks and real estate and, and bonds and things that are typical, but to really say, you know what, I want to get behind this women's fund that's helping women in Africa and helping these uh, female entrepreneurs to flourish uh, and these yeah. Uh, and just helping the economy there to grow while making a, a, a amazing uh, return on your investment that you otherwise couldn't get in traditional uh, yeah. investments. And I think that's really the opportunity there. Um, and then um, the third thing would just be to um, be able to recognize that you're helping other women entrepreneurs um, to flourish. And uh, I think we all want to make socially conscious investments today. So mm -hmm. not only do we not want to diversify and not only do we want it to be uh, a lucrative investment, but we also want to help make the planet a better place. And mm -hmm. I love that you're investing in things that are helping make uh, Africa a better place for its citizens, democratizing yeah. healthcare and, and things mm -hmm. of this nature, providing uh, women's hygiene to these mm -hmm. people that otherwise might not have access, but there's such a yeah. demand. Uh, it's a beautiful thing that you're focused on. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think you summarized it perfectly, Catherine. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on today. Um, I hope people will uh, check out uh, Arua Capital. Uh, your website is aruacapital.com. Yes, that is yes. it. And follow you, uh, like you said, on LinkedIn, uh, Atasua Okumba Roads. 
Uh, so nice to have you here with us. Uh, I've heard such great things about you. Uh, the buzz in the investment community is people are very excited about what you're doing. And we are cheering you on here at Invest in Her podcast um, and the She Angel Investors Um we also, of course, have She Angels Foundation that helps female-founded nonprofits that are helping women. And uh, really, our conversation here is always about how women can help women. And we are behind you 100%. Thank you so much, Catherine. You are you are the epitome of, of women supporting women because we, we just met not too long ago. So I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity to come on your show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good luck with all you're doing and have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you everyone for tuning in. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.